Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Nathan East hanging with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio, The Zone. company or backing or anything. It's just like I'm super, super independent and uh, a DIY artist. So I'm handling like most of everything kind of like by myself with a very small kind of like team that's kind of helping me, you know, kind of oversee certain things. But a lot of it, uh, most of it is like all me hands on and I'm, I'm, I'm very proud but I'm tired. <laughs> so I'm excited for it to be um, out in the world and I could kind of, you know, just, just give it, give it to the world and, 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 and let people kind of listen to it and experience it. Cause I've been, you know, recording it for, and, and doing the project for over the course of a few years now, um, working on beautiful dreams. Your journey has been incredible. And it harkens me back to a gentleman by the name of James Marshall Hendricks. Started out in Seattle, ended up in New York, and got his big, big, big break when he ended up in England. And he just blew everyone mm-hmm. away and came back to the States. And you go from New Orleans, Louisiana, then to, <laughs> then to London, yeah. England. And no, now I, I went like, to New York, too. 
Did you know I was a viewer? Yeah. And let me tell you something so crazy that you said, Jimi Hendrix, like when I was like, before I started kind of really taking, uh, you know, started my career in singing, I was like, um, there's this club in uh, New York in the, um, the village that Jimi Hendrix used to go to and perform but when he was like cutting, you know, trying to get his, his thing started. And I ended up doing jam nights at the same club, Cafe Wa. So it was really? very interesting. So yeah, Cafe Wa in um in the village in New York. I was um used to go to jam nights and try to get over my stage fright over there. And um and yeah, and then so I went to New York and then, you know, landed in London. So yeah, it's kinda like, you know, similar to Jimmy. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. For people that have not had an opportunity to go to London, can you give them some insight as far as the love affair? that they have with R&B music. Oh god, it's like blues and American soul, American music in general, like especially blues and soul, the Brits love it. Um and a lot of um American singers have ended up over here. Tina Turner, you know, she moved um to Europe and her career was massive over here, more so in the in America. Um and she, you know, ended up selling in Switzerland. Um there's PP Arno um over here, she lives here. And um, I can't think of it on on hand, but yeah, several um, American singers uh, have you know kind of you know set up shop in the UK because it, it, yeah, it, being an American singer in Europe and the UK is something of a you know it's special you know it, you know it's like yeah you're kind of like a big fish in a small pond so you can definitely and it's a smaller kind of market um, you could definitely um, I, I found I made more progress over on this side of the pond um, than I did in America it's incredible because I know Alexander O'Neill who resides in London he left the States years ago and they love him over there mm-hmm. he just he, they, he just finished his uh, tour as far as his um, he's not going to perform live anymore. It was his last tour. He always talked about how the fans treated him with so much love and admiration and respect. And I want to talk about that a little bit, respect, mm-hmm. because I feel like regardless of what you do, you want your craft to be respected. And I get a sense that a lot of our artists, our quote-unquote African-American artists, when they go over there, they have people over there have a greater appreciation for the art form, and on top of that, they still have record stores in London mm. where they have no record stores here in the states. And I know that really? you also have vinyl. Hallelujah! You have you have your albums available on vinyl, digital download, and also on CD. How receptive have the listeners been out there to the new album? Because I know it just came out actually today. Today, <laughs> today. You know what I um. You know, doing this record and being like, you know, soul music is, is, I finally, you know, it takes a while to find your voice and find out, you know, where you belong and, you know, and, and, and kind of like settle into, you know, genres and stuff. And, and I'm a bona fide soul singer, I've, you know, and I love soul singing, soul, soul singing, and I'm a soul singer. And, um, and, and when I um, was coming out with this record, I said, there's no way I could do a soul record without having it on vinyl, you know, and at the last minute, I had I was with a company who was kind of getting my stuff on the streaming platforms, but they wouldn't help me um, 
get it on on vinyl and stuff. And I so I left them last minute. I was like, mm mm, uh uh, I gotta have it on vinyl. <laughs> and um, it delayed my album release. But I said I found an amazing company, Cartel Music Group, who um who loved the project and they really um stepped up and got got it on vinyl for me. Got it in stores like Amazon and HMV and and Rough Trade. And tomorrow, speaking of record stores, there's a um. A record store here in London, which is one of the like kind of the oldest, largest um, record shops for soul music, and I'm doing an in-store signing with them tomorrow called Soul Brother uh, Soul Brother Records here in London. So it's that kind of, and, and this, the reception has been incredible. Like people are saying, it's a classic soul record. It's going to be, you know, they're 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 kind of comparing me to the greats who I, I mean, I can't even shall I even say it, like Aretha and Gladys Knight and stuff like like my heroes, you know. So, and, and most of all, you know, when I get messages saying, wow, I'm listening to your record and I'm going through a tough time and it's really getting me through or something I needed to hear. I mean, that means the world to me because I think we all have something, um, gifts, you know, and to make this world a little bit better, you know, and mine is singing. And uh, writing songs um, that hopefully will connect to people and make them, um, you know, smile, laugh, you know, reflect or, you know, feel better. You know, that's what music is. And um, that's how I approach it. Without question. I've always appreciated artists who who have had the ability to show a level of transparency and some way interject their own personal experiences in the music. How much did Acantha Lang put her own personal relationships into her music to give a little bit behind the scenes and what's going on with you? Well, you know, I think when um, when I was putting the album together, um, the physical especially, because um, digital, I think, you know, it's wonderful to have music on streaming platforms, but I think there's a definite disconnect from really understanding the story of the artist. You know, I hear people saying um, back in the day, the ritual of getting an album and on vinyl or a CD and opening it up and reading the credit liners and seeing who played on the record or like seeing the lyric book and having that physical in your hand. Um, it was really important for me to um, tell my story um, in the in the physical sense. So when you open up the vinyl and you pull out the sleeve, you, it really is my heart on that sleeve because I have pictures of my father and my, my mother, me as a little girl, um, and then the lyric book. You know, every every uh, song is I've lived I've, I've lived a portion of those lyrics. You know, it's my stories, my truth. Um, so I really opened myself up, um, and I'm proud of it. You know, because I think it's very important for artists to just speak their truth. Um, it, it was time to for my debut album. I wanted to speak my truth, and I think I did it, and I'm happy about that. Well, listening to it, you did an exceptional job sonically fantastic but i still like the raw edginess that you bring to the album and i've always loved that about soul music in general because i think a lot of times certain artists spend so much time in the studio trying to polish everything and then Mm -hmm. take away from the pure essence of what the music should represent and you did a magnificent sugar woman Lord have mercy. I mean, you, <laughs> <laughs> it was smooth as a baby's touch, but it was still raw. What are some of your favorite tracks? I 
pick your three favorite tracks from the album. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> let me think about that. Let me get it. Okay, so number uh, one, I got to say, is my mom's song, Lois Lang. Okay. Did you know that song was about my mom? Yes. Yeah, so that's like my favorite song because, you know, it's a trip to my mom. The second one um, I would have to say is, um, well, he said, she said it's a special one for me um, because it was my debut, into, you know, as an artist, and it's, it's full-on functified, you know, you know, highly energetic horns. You know, it's everything a funk sh- song should be, and it shows a different side of me as an artist. So I'd have to say that was my second favorite. And then my third favorite would be um, It's Gonna Be All Right, um, just because um, I, that's how I live my life, you know. I feel like we all go through ups and downs. It has that real kind of like, it, it reminds me of home, and like down-home, so um, feel-good song. So I would have to say my third is It's Gonna Be All Right. I've always noticed, I've been doing this for a long time, and I know that there's been a very chauvinistic mentality in the music industry towards female artists. And I wanted to ask you, some of your experiences, do you see a change where people in quote-unquote upper management are now more open, God forbid, more (laughs) open-minded to (laughs) allowing a singer just to be a singer, allowing them to tell, as you said earlier, tell their truth instead of trying to put you in a box. You know what? I I would hope so. Um, but I, I decided not to mess with any of those people, you know, trying to tell me anything. <laughs> now, that's why I'm in the right. because I, I, I can't be having conversations like that. You know what I mean? Like, I got to just do my thing. I got to sing my songs, write my stuff. You know, the, the great thing about this whole project and me launching myself as an artist is that I didn't have a meeting, you know, with nobody telling me, you know, how I should dress what music video to put out, um, what kind of song or production to do to fit this part, you know, fit this box, this and that, and numbers and bottom line. It was none of that. It was straight up my songs, my stories, the way I wanted to tell it, the way I wanted to roll out, even the timeline, you know, some things got delayed, you know, it was all kind of like organic and in the moment. And, and I think people really get that you know from the outside people are like oh wow you're just kind of you know we really see you kind of growing as an artist and you know every song has you know this and that and you know it's just really I'm proud of it you know because it was all all me all me and um you know, but but on the biggest scale to answer your question yeah I hope I hope that you know the majors and if you if if females are signed you know to those majors and 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 involved in those kind of things that you know, it it becomes an even playing field, you know. And that's the way it should be. You know, it's funny that a lot of great artists like yourself that I've had the pleasure of conversing with over the years that at one particular moment in time, they were signed to a major label, and now they're independent artists, and a lot of them are completely lost. Is mm-hmm. when you become so accustomed to having the machine doing everything mm-hmm. for you how to think, how to walk, how to talk, Mm -hmm. to book your tours, book your concerts, and all of a sudden, wait a Mm -hmm. minute. Now, I'm Mm -hmm. in control of my destiny, and I'm lost now. I don't know what to do, and it's a lot of, and I've always applauded independent artists because, number one, you are in complete creative control of your music. 
you own your masters, which is so important. Own your masters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's 101. You know what I mean? I mean, this Don't. is cool, though. It's hard. It's hard work, though. This is what I understand why people want to kind of like, you know, sign. And, and you know, there are some um, major labels and, and, and deals that you could do that are that aren't like complete rip off. <laughs> but um, but. You know, if you can hold out and you have the drive, because it takes a lot of hard work and networking and various things to kind of, you know, cut through as an independent, you can, you know, hold out. I would 100% say hold out, own your masters, own your creative control. Like Prince used to talk about it all the time, didn't he? Yeah. And when mm-hmm. he said that, they thought he was on. You don't know what you're talking about. He was so he was so far ahead of the game. It was ridiculous. He knew what was going to happen as far as the internet and what was what it was going to eventually do to the record labels. And sure enough, that's what happened. I've never seen so many artists in the last three years sell their catalogs, give away mm-hmm. basically give away the catalogs for money. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is your work. This is that's your crazy. livelihood. This is your creative process that you put so much of yourself in all of a sudden you've decided to sell your catalogs where the record label has complete creative control on everything that you've ever worked for and they can do whatever they want to do with it and make billions of dollars Mm -hmm. of your music using it any way they want to use it and I said it's Mm -hmm. it's incredible but I got to ask you you're over in London you came back to the States for a brief moment. I mean, just a brief moment. When are you coming back to perform and do some live tours or concerts out here? I am jonesing to come back to the U.S. to do some shows. <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a NOLA girl. Like, like, I'm straight up from New Orleans. You know, I mean, I've been living over here. I love it. But, you know, ain't nothing like, you know. New Orleans and America, you know. Um, so I, you know, there's some, there's some things that still need to be put in place for me to, you know, touring is expensive. Um, yeah. And I'm putting, trying to put some things in place so I can, you know, afford to kind of come over there and, 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 and start um, doing some shows in America. But I'm I'm very hopeful that next year you will be seeing tour dates in the U.S. I'm, I'm working I on it hard. I hope so. You took some jumble line and I hope took I it to you. London. <laughs> hey, Wubble. I said you hey, took you some say? jambalaya and took it over to London, and we want it back. I took it over here. I know. I'm gonna bring it back, hot and spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mom lives in Houston, Texas. My mom lives. She in does. Yeah, what because part? of Hurricane Katrina. Oh she boy! Lives, I don't want to say that on the radio. I ain't gonna tell her where you where she lives. She lives outside of uh, Houston. Um, okay. But okay. yeah. Man, we're, we're looking forward. We're looking forward, and hopefully soon. By, by we were going into 2024 in a couple of months, so hopefully in the new year you'll come back out here. And it made me, you know what? I feel I, it's very rare. I felt really envious when you said, you know what? I'm going to have this record signing party. I'm like, wow! I remember growing up. We used to have them out here all the time. We had an opportunity to have a meet and greet at the record store and it's like we don't have that anymore but then when you go to England, Japan, Switzerland, mm-hmm. Australia, 
they j- Japan, they have the albums, the liner notes. They know mm-hmm. everything cover to cover. And you have an opportunity to really just kill it over there and then come back here to the States and just, man, just blow everyone away. I cannot wait to see what you do when you come <laughs> out here. But I know you've got some upcoming tour dates in London. And family, make sure you go to Acantha's official website. That's at acanthalang.com come and get all the tour information. She said, well, Teddy Bear, she's in London. What am I supposed to do? Planes, trains, automobiles, camels. If you have to take a <laughs> parachute, <laughs> I don't care yep. how you get there. Just get there when you can. Come home. Lord have mercy. Come back home. I'm Tell coming. Us <laughs> come, what? <laughs> come back home. Come back home. The single, which one of the singles that I love oh, from now. Tell us about that particular song. So, come back home. I wrote um, a, about my estranged father who um, who left when I was like eleven. My parents got divorced when I was eleven um, years old, and I didn't see him for many, many years after that. And basically, it was just kind of like um, you know my wish to a song about my wish to see my dad again um, and have a relationship with him. Um, And, you know, just like a hopeful song. Because I think, you know, a lot of people grow up in, um, many of us have grown up in single-parent homes, and I I felt like I wanted to, you know, talk about that and address that. And, um, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it, you know. But you know what, even even through the trials and tribulations that you've experienced, it has made you a stronger person because every time that I've seen you perform or even in your videos, you have such a natural, graceful aura about you. And it just seems like everything comes to you in a very organic manner. And I want to take it a step further as far as the writing process. What comes first, your writing or do you start with a melody first? Mm, it could it, it could be either or. Um, so so I might have like a concept, like a you know something, an experience of a friend, or might might have um, it might have happened, and I say, well, that would make a kind of like a good song. So I'll put the kind of concept in my notes, or a melody could pop in my head, and I'll like sing it in my phone voice memo. And so I'll have like all this stuff kind of hanging out. And then sometimes songs just come in, in like Sugar Woman, the words and came in like one bulk, like all of a sudden. I was watching, um, have you heard of the, uh, the documentary um, Searching for the Sugar Man? It's an yeah. Oscar-winning documentary. So Rodriguez wrote the song Sugar, Sugar Man. And I thought it was such a great concept, like name for a song. I was like, "Ooh, what a, what would a sugar woman be?" And immediately, like as soon as I asked, asked myself that question, the lyrics just started flooding down, and I ha- literally had to get up and g- get a pen and write the whole song. So sometimes it happens like that, not not often, <laughs> but um, yeah, it just I think you just have to remain open to life and experiences, and always make note and be aware. Um, and because there's songs waiting to happen everywhere, you know. This is true. This is absolutely true. How important is it to have or to work with a producer who truly understands you from the creative aspect and being able to bring the pure essence of who you are as an artist on a particular song? It's extremely important, extremely important. Um, I co-produced um, this record with my guitarist, um, who's also my, my partner, um, who did 
um, arranged the music and did the mu- you know the music side of the uh, record, and so he okay. un- really understood um, you know blues and soul and funk and and my sound and and really we worked hands on you know just creating um, just an honest soulful record you know and not trying to kind of make it sound retro or make it sound this thing or you know record with like um some people are really into like really making it sound like it was recorded back in the 60s or 70s with analog and all that we didn't really kind of go after that we just said you know what this is the kind of music both of us like we like the same kind of music um and just wrote wrote you know just wrote what we you know just wrote the both the songs from from my heart you know <laughs> sounds cheesy but that's what we did um but it it was extremely important for for him to you know understand you know my blues roots and my soul roots and and to kind of really tap into that stuff and um and I think we we achieved that we're very very proud of it without question without question you have definitely Wrong stacks, Southern Soul, back to the forefront. So far be it for me to deprive the listeners out there of Southern Soul, of course, with Akantha Lang, with one of her many wonderful songs on this fantastic debut album, of course, Beautiful Dreams with Come Back Home, here on Night Tracks Radio. Hold my 
just say he just wants you to come back home from the <laughs> from the super talented Akanta Lang, of course, from her debut album, Beautiful Dreams, here on Night Tracks Radio. And family, remember, the album is available as we speak on CD, vinyl, also on digital download. Be sure to let your fingers do the walking. Stop by her official website, AkanthaLang.com. Um, and get all the latest tour updates, and she also has some wonderful memorabilia there, too, so be sure to stop by and check it out. My queen, it was an honor to finally have you on the show. Hopefully soon you will make your way back home, come down here to Houston and perform. Lord knows we have an overabundance of facilities that would love to see you perform down here, and I really appreciate you standing in your truth. Much continued success and just keep reaching for the stars, my love. Thank you so much, Teddy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's a pleasure speaking to you. Um and I'm glad you know, yeah, I'm finally um happy that we can make this call happen. So especially on release day. So yeah, thank you for the support. Yes. <laughs> well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm gonna buy me a couple of vinyls. You know the teddy bear loves vinyl. Loves it. Loves it to death. So I gotta make sure I buy me a cup. Now how do I get my vinyl autographs, young lady? So, um, if you order, I think now there's some some available. I I signed a bunch, and they uh, sent it back to the distribution company. So people are getting signed copies, like as we speak. Okay, okay. Well, I definitely mm-hmm. have to do that. Matter of fact, this is strictly for all the fans, and I'm forgive me. I'm like using the term fans. Say it's too generic. To all the lovers of phenomenal music, I'm going to buy 15 copies on vinyl to give away to some lucky winners. Wow. I have to do oh yeah, I have to do that. I gotta support great music, my love. We want our R and B shaken but never stirred. Lord have mercy. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> my, my queen, much continued success and we look forward to having you here in the States performing live very, very soon. Okay. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you very much. My pleasure. The super talented Akanta Lang here on Night Tracks Radio. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and tuning out all the negativity and allowing the teddy bear to fill your ears with some soulful music. And before we leave, I want to send out a very special thank you to Mr. Boney James. Thank you, my brother, for joining us yesterday. And be sure, family, to get his new hit album. Detour, Lord and Mercy, featuring the hit single, Coasting, with the terrific songstress, of course, Layla Hathaway. So be sure you get that. But in the meantime, we're going to take a little quick two and two. Yeah, we got to do that. Got to pay some bills, pay the cost to be the boss. But while I got you here, let's go back in time. Aaron Neville, use me, Lord and Mercy, here on tonight. Use me. 
get the latest updates come by her official website that's at acanthalang.com and you can also connect with her on all of her social media outlets be sure to support this wonderful artist and speaking of support without you there's no teddy bear and definitely no night tracks radio and be sure to follow us subscribe to our youtube channel that's at night tracks radio podcast with two x's that's on our youtube channel you can also catch up with us on twitter tiktok also on facebook and instagram same handle night tracks radio with two x's write that down with a crayon marker 
use a hatchet sketch or you have a pair of some lipstick, use what you need to do to remember us. <laughs> but again, we also we're going to be periodically doing shows, Facebook Live interviews, so we're going to keep you posted on that. But again, I want to thank you for tuning in. Again, without you, there's no Night Tracks Radio. As in always, keep it soulful. Have a phenomenal weekend. Lord have mercy here on Night Tracks Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.